and welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here's your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred, and that great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And today, Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater is our featured guest. Um, you'd be thinking that uh, since featuring Roger Gregg off and on since 2007, we would have exhausted his catalog. Uh, but you'd be mistaken. We still have uh, plenty more Crazy Dog out there that has never aired on Radio Drama Revival. Um, and so we are proud to launch our Sci-Fi February special uh, that we do each year with Roger Gregg's Crazy Dog Audio Theater Big, Big Space. It is this crazy um, three-disc uh, set of live shows done uh, commissioned by the RTE in Ireland, performed before a live audience and broadcast over the radio. Um, and it gets crazy. Uh, these are two episodes um, of Big Jim Chancer and the Space Pirates. Uh, part one is Mutiny on the Amadon. We have the starship Amadon. Um, it all seems all well and good until they found that the Expendable Characters Union has started to picket them and is asking for equal rights if perhaps uh, supporting character or full-on character roles and not just being red shirts who get nuked in uh, random episodes of various science fiction serials. Um, it's followed up with Pirates of Pleasure Island, wherein our crew, uh, who, uh, well, we'll see what happens in episode one, uh, regarding their um, interactions with uh, the mutiny pirate uh, space folks. Some people end up on a remote asteroid and uh hilarity ensues so that's what we've got back to back about an hour long of programming for you today there'll be two more episodes like this in the month of february here for sci-fi february uh, we've got crazy dog audio theaters crazy funny science fiction shows big big space hope you enjoy <laughs> And now, Crazy Dog Audio Theater presents the astrosonic adventures of the Starship Amadon as it comes face to face with deadly danger in Big Big Space! This week's cosmic episode, Mutiny on the Amadon. Let's join Captain Sane, First Officer Hoax Minstrel, Counselor Disco Trojan, and Robot Rom Mandroid on the bridge, where they are preparing to blast off. Okay, final systems check. Let's run through the numbers, people. You may begin, First Officer. Mr. Hoax. Yes, Captain. What are you doing with your chair? Huh? That's odd. My chair doesn't swivel. That's right, Hoax. Your chair is not supposed to swivel. Only my chair, the Captain's chair, is allowed to swivel. What? But I had Rom replace... You had Rom replace what? Uh, nothing, Captain. Hoax, surely you didn't coerce our ship's robot into swapping your chair with a swivel chair, did you? No, of course not. Mr. Hoax, you are in error. Rom. It is a fact. Rom. Mr. Hoax forced me to replace his standard buttock resting unit Rom. with a Vibro 12 Easy Glide Swivel Rom. Chair. A Vibro 12 Swivel Chair? Not even captains get those. The Vibro 12 swivel chair is reserved for egocentric radio talk show hosts. Correct, Captain. However, I quickly re-established the official ship parameters. You put mine back again? 
You stupid dustbin, we had a deal. I am sorry, Mr. Hoax, but even the onanist pressure release valve you illegally installed in my CPU cannot override my self-flagellation guilt complex neuroenhancers. Why, you robotic rat? How'd you like your antenna twanged like this? Aha! Ow! Aha! Ow! Signal disruption! Signal disruption! Signal disruption! Oh, that's enough, Mr. Hoax! Sit down and leave Rom alone. It's not fair that I, hoax minstrel, sit in this chair. It's no small quibble that I can't swivel. For I'm the romantic male lead in the shirt with the puffy sleeves. The swivel chair is a factor in being a hot babe attractor. Oh, hoax. <laughs> Just proceed with the systems check. All right. Let's see. Uh, yes, item one. Cabin pressure. Setting pressure. Cabin pressurized. Uh, what's this say here? Something about the door. Uh, close and lock cabin door. Uh, yep, yeah, that's it. Close and lock the door. Cabin door secured. Door secured. In-flight peanuts. And, and those lovely little hot towels. What? The, the little hot towels. Oh, yes, of course, the little hot towels. Complimentary peanuts and little hot towels. Where's the peanuts? I am unable to locate the complimentary peanuts. <gasps> oh, my God, the in-flight magazines haven't been replaced either. Something's wrong. Look, the bridge is cluttered with unwashed cutlery from our last in-flight meal. Oh, look at this. Oh, Mr. Disco, you contact the service staff while I gather this cutlery up. You're going to bring an expendable character into our drama? Oh, just do it, Disco. Very well, Captain. Hello? Hello, come in, in-flight service. In-flight service, come in, please. Hello, anyone? There's no answer, Captain, no answer from anywhere. What? Where's the crew? Why aren't they at their stations? This is all Rom's fault. What? If he was on guard duty instead of putting back my little chair, we'd know where everyone was. That is not correct, Mr. Hoax. Yes, it is, too. No, it is not. Yes, it is. In fact, you are wrong. Oh, yes, stop it. it! Stop it! Both of you! You both have so much resentment and negative energy, it's fogging up our viewing screen. See? Oh, look! Have you any idea how hard it is to get rid of all this resentment? Oh, just look at this grime. <gasps> hey, out there, look! What is it, Mr. Disco? The crew! They're all outside the ship. Mr. Disco is correct. The 243 missing crew members are surrounding the ship. <gasps> oh, my! What is it, Mr. Disco? I am detecting strong feelings of outrage. Oh, do your empathic powers tell you that? Well, yes, that and the fact that they're pacing up and down with placards that say, we have strong feelings of outrage. <laughs> That little guy down there with the eye patch and the peg leg seems to be leading them. Yes, I see. Right. We have no choice. You don't mean... Yes. We have to go out there and see what they want. And so, Captain Sane, First Officer Hoax Minstrel, Counselor Disco Trojan, and Robot Raw Mandroid leave the safety of the Starship Amadon and go outside to face... The crew. What do we want? Not, Not to be expendable. What do we want? Not to be expendable. What do? 
Captain Sane and the non-expendable characters have finally decided to come out and face us. <laughs> That's right, comrades. Shake your we have strong feelings of outrage placards up and down. <laughs> Everyone, I am your captain. I am quite rational, athletic, and authoritative. But also caring and nurturing. Yes, also nurturing. So unless you all want to get into big trouble, you'd better return to your stations right now. Frighten them with your big swivel chair. I don't think now would be the time, hoax. Look, I'm sure we can work something out once you all return to work. I, I promise. <laughs> you promise? You promise? <laughs> Your promises are worthless. And who are you, mister? Oh, you see that? You see that, comrades? For five years I've been pushing the snack trolley on board the Amadon, up and down the bloody aisles, over all 15 decks, wobbling on this here peg leg. Wearing me, me glittering, borgoscopic eye patch. And with this here fluorescent red nebula cyber parrot squawking on me shoulder. <laughs> and still our nurturing Captain Sane doesn't recognize me. That's right, that's right, that's right. Ron, who is this man? Captain, that is fourth class snack catering engineer James T. Chancer. <laughs> come here, Mr. Chancer, come closer. Let me look at you. Hmm. Yes, there's something familiar about you. Do the words T, Earl Grey, hot, ring a bell, Captain? <laughs> <gasps> of course. You're the tea guy! <laughs> yes, Captain, it's me, the tea guy. Big Jim Chancer. And this here red-feathered fella sitting on me shoulder is Polynomial. Oh, he's lovely. And smart, too. He's memorized a whole load of free red books from China. Listen. Ah! In order to consolidate the gains of the proletarian revolution, it is necessary to place ourselves on a permanent war footing. Ah! Ah. Yes, polynomial. And so we shall. Mr. Chancer, I order you to return to your post this instant. Well, now you see, I can't do that, Captain. Not as the official representative of the IECGWU. The what? The Intergalactic Expendable Characters and Generally Worthless Union. Expendable Characters Union? That's right. And as shop floor representative, it is recumbent upon me to inform you that we are not going to take this anymore. Ah! The true value of produced goods resides in the labor power expropriated from the proletarian masses who are alienated from the means of production. Ah! Yes, absolutely, that's right. What's right? Uh, what Polynomial just said. What? You don't even understand a word he says. Well, then, what I do understand is your contempt for the countless expendable crew members you have expended over and over in the many disasters, debacles, accidents, meltdowns, and massacres you erroneously call adventures. <gasps> That's not true. I care about all the crew equally. Oh, is that right? Well, let's just look at the record. Ah, human social history is the history of class struggle. Ah, yes, that's right. Uh, right, here's the list. Listing the expendable character fatalities ending in death of the last three adventures. No, no, no let me just uh, yeah, focus me borgoscopic eye patch. Oh, just a bit there. Oh, 
that's better, right? <sighs> Two months ago, in the Spiders from Mars adventure, 14 expendable characters lost. Oh, oh now, hey, hey, how was I supposed to know about the invisible web? Last month, in the giant evil wind-up toys adventure, Captain Saint's precipitous managerial incompetence cost the lives of nine expendable characters. And then, the final straw came in last week's adventure. The Internal Revenue Audit. Bloody, bloody. How could you, Captain Sane? How could you? I... uh, I was only following orders. Well, we're not going to take this anymore. We demand not to be expendable. You realize, don't you, there's only one way to be not expendable. That's right, Captain Sane. The ramification of your demand is total scheduling chaos. What? Chaos? What's going on? Don't you see, Hoax? See what? The only way not to be an expendable character is to become a central character in their own spin-off. <laughs> That's right, our own spin-off series. You can't all be central characters in your own spin-offs. Oh, we can. And we will. There's 227 of you. Well, uh, 14, actually, if you just count them that's paid up their union dues. Uh, the rest can be supporting characters, sidekicks, and figures of comic relief. 14 spin-offs? Yes. And if you check the International Convention on Syndicated Science Fiction, you'll find that we are entirely within our rights. Rom, is Big Jim correct? The International Convention on Syndicated Science Fiction states that if a series enters a fourth season, then one or more supporting characters may lead their own spin-off. Supporting character? Hey, that's me. You mean I can have my own show? I can have my own swiveling captain's chair and get dream sequences where I eat grapes? (laughs) While watching purple alien chicks dance? Oh, to share my space dreams and galactic schemes of laser beams and dreams... Oh, shut up, Hoax! Mr. Hoax does have a point, Captain. The International Convention on Syndicated Science Fiction explicitly specifies that spin-offs are for supporting characters, not expendable characters. Oh, that's right. Ha! You hear that, Mr. Chancer? Spin-offs are for supporting characters. There's no possible way we will meet your demands. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Captain. I'm afraid that there's nothing left but to call in our arbitration team. Hey, Mary Elizabeth and you two goons, come here! Uh, uh, Yes, Big Jim? (laughs) Yeah? Ready. Lads, looks like we're going to have to go into arbitration. (laughs) (laughs) At this time, comrades, we welcome your spontaneous direct action of support. (laughs) Well, what do you mean spontaneous direct action? You know... Like we rehearsed. Oh, that. Okay, this is getting ugly. Hoax, disco, rom. Did we bring weapons with us? I've got my frilly shirt. The expandable characters have the keys to the ship's weapon supply. Oh, great. All I have with me is this air sickness bag full of unwashed in-flight cutlery. Here, each of you take a knife or a spoon. Oh, yeah. Look. I get a sharp knife. Aha! Oh, can I have a fork? May I have a fork? Oh, may I have a fork? Yes, you may. Rom, pass Mr. Disco a fork. Here, Mr. Disco. Oh, thank you, Rom. What about you, Rom? I shall use my toolbar attachment. Okay. Quickly, everyone, let's barricade ourselves at the door of the ship. (laughs) 
Carrot gold one around my neck. See? <laughs> Give me that! Hey, hey! Let go of my chain! You're choking me! Okay, okay, I'll drop the fork! But you just better not damage that clasp. You're not so big now, Captain. Oh, you'll forget, Mr. Chancer. I still have this spoon! Oh, yes! four-foot chromium electroblade. <laughs> oh, well, that may be, but my spoon is unwashed. My spoon! It's all over for you now, Captain. Mary Elizabeth! Yes, Big Jim. Put them in irons. Oh, gladly, Big Jim. <laughs> what are you going to do with us? We're going to trade places, Captain. You don't mean... Yes. From now on, you are all the expendable characters in my adventure. Come, comrades, we're taking over! <laughs> the ship is ours. We shall be masters of our own spin-off, and we shall call our adventures... Big Jim Chancer and the Space Pirates. Mary Elizabeth. Oh, uh, yes, Big Jim. From now on, you shall be my first officer. Oh, thank you, Big Jim. <laughs> <laughs> and you, Polynomial, shall be the ship's dialogue. <laughs> the end justifies the means. <laughs> Mary Elizabeth, pass out the eye patches, peg legs, and gnarly hooks to all the crew. Uh, yes, Captain Big Jim. At this time, Mary Elizabeth is coming around to hand out your new peg legs, eye patches, and gnarly hooks. Is this to make us look like pirates? Well, yes, that also, but it's mostly for the giant compo claim we're going to be making. Now, now listen to me, everyone. Don't put on those eye patches. Don't you see 
what Big Jim is doing to you! That's enough, former Captain Sane! Guards, gag our expendable characters! You can't gag me! I'm virtually ungaggable! As expendable characters, you've already had more lines than the narrative guidelines permit. Uh, your crew is already Big Jim, sir. Excellent! Comrades, we are embarking on a new adventure! Our adventure! Soon we shall be rich! Rich with diamonds, jewels, sunshine beach parties, and big speaking parts! So shiver me timbers, me hearties! It's time for... Big Jim Chansa and the Space Pirates! Oh, a pirate's life is the one for me! yo ho, ho. A buccaneer of the galaxy! yo ho, ho. Plunder the treasure of the stars. Yo ho ho! And spends our nights in disco bars. Yo ho ho! We'll have rude tattoos. We'll stay up late. We'll live our lives without a care. And never change our underwear. <laughs> Who's for a jolly Roger and him? <laughs> Ooh! That. Pirate's life is the one for me. Yo ho ho! Buccaneers of the galaxy! Yo ho ho! Yo ho ho! Yo ho ho! That's a And so the starship Amadon is taken over by Big Jim Chancer and his mutinous pirate crew. With the blood-curdling Jolly Roger hologram flashing from its electromast, the ship enters the dark recesses of the Bermuda Shorts Nebula, a secluded naturist quadrant of deep space. Meanwhile, Captain Sane, Hoax Minstrel, Disco Trojan, and Raw Mandroid are being held prisoner in their own brig. And, and I'm to blame. Oh, oh, don't, don't say that, Captain. No, it's true. I've done my best, but it just wasn't good enough. I've lost too many expendable characters along the way, and now it's caught up to me. Captain, despite our relegation to expendable status, the plot development protocols of intergalactic opera are still in effect. Plot development protocols? What do you mean, Rom? The Ninth Protocol states that the villain must always outline his evil plan in detail before dispatching the main protagonists to their fate. Moreover, the Tenth Protocol specifies that the fate of the heroes is never immediate, but must always provide a window of opportunity for the main protagonists to escape. So? So, what you are experiencing, Captain, is an advanced case of Act Two Protagonist Despair. (laughs) Well, thanks for saying so, Rom. But it's... Up to me to emote right now. <laughs> Look at you! You can all just sit around in this bridge like it was some kind of prison. It is a prison. Well, I'm gonna do something about it. Oh, not again. I'll show you all. I, first officer of Hoax Minstrel, I'm going to take my metal cup and uselessly drag it up and down these bars and shout and shout. Oh, you did that for three hours yesterday, Mr. Mother! Mother! Adrian! Adrian! Stop it! Stop it! Shh! Listen! My sensors indicate life forms are approaching. Okay, someone's coming. Get ready. This may be our only chance. That's the nonsense. No, it's yours. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, Polly. <laughs> 
languishing in the brig, are we, expendable characters? Big Jim, I demand you release us at once. Silence! <laughs> As expendable characters, you don't have the right to speak. We, Shh. you, Stop. I, Shush. now! Ah, silence now! As expendable characters, you only get to say things like, No! No! Not the... Followed by a scream. What's... <laughs> what is... No! No! Not the... Followed by a scream. Oh, come now, Captain. I'm sure you've heard it before. It's the last words of all expendable characters. No. No, I can't recall. Well, maybe this will refresh your memory. <clears throat> no! No! Not the giant spider! Ah! Or, no! No! Not the vat of acid! Ah! Or, no! No! Not the coffin of protruding rusty nails! <laughs> oh, yes! Now I remember. Good. Because you see this? He's opened the trapdoor airlock. What are you going to do, Big Jim? I'm going to make you walk this. A plank? That's right, Captain. In a moment, you're all going to drop off this here plank and plummet downwards to that deserted asteroid below. You can't maroon us on a deserted asteroid. Wait, I've decided to switch sides. Let me join you. Hoax, what are you saying? Look, see this big gym? I have this puffy sleeved shirt. See, it's got swatch buckler written all over it. Oh my, yes it does. Ah, expropriate, expropriate her! Yes, polynomial, <laughs> I think I will. Ah, my shirt! <laughs> hey, look, Mary Elizabeth. Give me back my shirt. Now I've got a peg leg, a borgoscopic eye patch, a red nebula parrot, and a puffy sleeved swashbuckler shirt. Oh, you're lovely, Big Jim. Oh, oh, thank you. you. I'll get you for this. Goodbye, Captain Sane. <laughs> down, down you all go to Davy Jones's airtight compartment. Time for your expendable character line, Captain. Oh, and uh, say it with feeling. Yeah, feeling. No, no, not the plank! Uh Jim Chancer and his gang of space pirates maroon Captain Sane and her loyal crew on an uncharted deserted asteroid deep in the Bermuda Shorts Nebula. Will Captain Sane regain the good ship Amadon? Will Hoax get back his favorite puffy sleeve shirt? And is Rom right? Are the ninth and 10th plot development protocols of intergalactic opera still in effect? Stay tuned next week when Crazy Dog Audio Theater reveals more Radiotronic Astrosonic Adventure in Big Big, big space! Hi, I'm Tag Announcer, and you've been listening to the Crazy Dog Audio Theater's astro-comic adventures in Big, Big Space, written by Roger Gregg and performed live in the Royal Marine Hotel. Crazy Dog Audio Theater features the talents of Morgan Jones, Dana Davis, David Murray, Dermot McGinnis, Peter O'Kennedy, Kleena Quinlan, and Roger Gregg. Our producer is Tim Lahan. For more information on Crazy Dog's international award-winning productions, visit us at www.crazydogaudiotheater.com. Crazy 
Crazy Dog Audio Theater presents the radio sonic adventures of the Starship Amadon as it comes face to face with deadly danger in Big Big Space! Last week, the crew of expendable characters led by Big Jim Chancer mutinied and took over the ship. Now, Big Jim and his pirates plan to pillage the galaxy in an orgy of trumped-up compo claims. But not before they have marooned our heroes on a deserted asteroid. So, let's join Captain Sane, First Officer Hoax Minstrel, Counselor Disco Trojan, and Robot Rom Mandroid in this week's cosmic episode, Pirates of Pleasure Island. Okay, everyone. Well... We'll stop and rest here. Oh. Rom, scan the horizon. Yes, Captain. Scan complete, Captain. Result. Extrapolating the arc gradation of the horizon, this asteroid is nine-tenths of a kilometer in circumference. Mm, I see. You see what? That it's hot? That it's small? That we're all going to die out here? Oh, calm down, Hoax. Mr. Hoax, your displays of self-pity only waste valuable energy. You must control your emotions. It's easy for you to say, Ron. You don't have emotions. Have you any idea how much testosterone a romantic male lead like me has to exude? <laughs> and without my shirt, my puffy-sleeved, open-necked, frilly shirt, I'm alone. Alone on this space stone. Oh, we're not alone. alone. Look! Hey, <laughs> hey, what is it? Judging by the nine humps on its back and the green mucus around its snout, I would postulate that it is some form of centaurian barf camel. A centaurian barf camel? Correct, Captain. It's coming right here. Oh, he stopped right beside us. I think he's waiting for us. Yes, this barf camel was sent to collect us. By who? By whom is the correct grammatical form of your question, Mr. Disco? Oh, you're so fussy, Rom. By whom? Whom, Captain? Whom has sent this camel? I don't know whom, but we're going to find out. Hey, he's all furry. That's a good boy. Warning, do not approach the creature from the front, Mr. Hoax. Relax, Rom, he's tame. Why do they call this a barf camel? <laughs> That is why, Mr. Hoax. Gross! It's everywhere! Yes, never walk in front of a barf camel. Come on, everyone, let's mount up. Okay, Mr. Camel, take us to your leader. And so the mysterious Barf Camel carries our heroes over the arid plain of the small asteroid. An asteroid they now know is not deserted, but already inhabited. But by who? Or by whom? Let's find out. Hey, Belcher, that's it. Bring our visitors to me. Good camel, come on now. That's a good boy. Good boy. Uh, welcome, lovely. Yes, it's, uh, well, lovely to see you all. You're all very welcome. Uh, you, 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 and uh, uh, you. That's it, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you. Oh, oh no, no. Something, something's frightfully amiss, yes. Uh, one does say welcome to welcome one's visitors, doesn't one? Yes. Uh, yes. 
Thank you, sir, for your welcome. Mm, yes. Well, you see, it's just that one has uh, never really received any visitors before. Oh, I see. Oh, oh my goodness, you're all still on my camel. Down, down, Belcher, that's it. Let our guest dismount now. Down, boy. Oh, oh my God. Yes, excellent. Very good, jolly good, yes. Everyone off? Yes, Permit me to introduce us. Oh, formal introductions. Oh, yes. Now, I, I, I do know this procedure. Uh, now, you all form a line. That's it. Oh, Come on, now. Like this? I'll go first. I'll go first. Maybe I'll go first. Mr. Holmes, I'll go first. But then me, I'm the first. Shouldn't we have our dress uniforms on? We have formed a linear pattern. Yes, yes, one sees that. Now, all of you dignitaries, luminaries, secretaries, and so on, file past me one by one, and you greet one politely, and one shall take each of you by the hand and exchange a pleasantry or two, uh, but no more than two pleasantries because one is frightfully busy today. Now, you see, one has guests to attend to, so let us begin. Come, come. Uh, greetings, sir. I am Captain Rosalind Sane of the Starship Amadon, and we've been marooned, and we need... Oh, yes, a captain. Oh, jolly good. Captain. Uh, now, that sounds terribly dashing, doesn't it? Uh, is there any... A uh, lovely day. What? Well, thank you. Best of luck, Captain. No, but we haven't even... Oh, my see now. Oh, my gracious. That's going on to the fourth. Yes, the fourth pleasantry, and that's... Uh, well, that's far too many. Uh, though you are the captain, still one shall be here all day if one continues like this. So, so many subjects to greet. Uh, move along now. That's it. Thank you. Hello. Oh, hello. And, uh, and you are? I am First Officer Hoax Minstrel. Oh, hmm. Uh, Mr. Minstrel, are you aware that you are without a shirt and uh, therefore not appropriately dressed for this occasion? Yes, very aware. Big Jim Chancer, the pirate, took it from me and I'm going to get it back if this is the last thing I do. Oh, you sound jolly well determined. I am. I will strike fear when I draw near. The pirates shall flee when oh, I... Oh, my. Pirates, you say? No, no. Riffraff. No, we can't have that. Well, good day to you. But, but... Uh, next... Hello, I am the ship's counselor and fashion stylist, Disco Trojan. Oh, a stylist. Now, that is quite important, isn't it? Oh, yes. In so many ways, having proper hairstyling is so important for maintaining a cheerful work environment. Oh, yes, I see. Uh, you seem quite a cheerful person. <laughs> well, I, I try to be cheerful. Yes, that's the spirit. Cheerful, happy and gay. Oh, yes. Well, good day. Lovely to meet you. Oh, and you. Next... Oh. oh, my. Now, you are... Don't, don't tell me. You're one of those delightful automans one has been hearing so much about. A mandroid. Yes, a mandroid. Fascinating. You see, one has a keen interest in technology. I am Rom Mandroid. I am a Frankenbot cyborg. Serial number 47339. I am powered by six self-stimulated batteries mounted on a chromium chassis. Yes, yes, quite, quite. That, that's, that, that's enough, thank you. Well, that's it, everyone. Now, at this time, if we adjourn over to the folding oh, chairs... Oh, wait a minute. What? We've introduced ourselves, but we still don't know who you are. What? Oh, yes, <laughs> you're quite right, very well. <clears throat> well, you are all in the presence of the prince. Thank you. Th oh, no, no, that wasn't quite right. Uh, you're all supposed to give a, a polite little clap when one is announced, so shall we try that again? <clears throat> now, you are all in the presence of the prince. Ah, oh, oh yes, yes, thank you, thank you, very good. Now, uh, that, that is taken care of, uh, if we step this way... You, you are a prince? Yes, um, isn't it obvious? You see, I, I, I wear this. A saucepan? No, it's the royal crown. For one is prince of all that one surveys. The camel, the folding chairs, the escape dinghy. In short, everything here belongs... Wait, to... uh, did you just say 
escape dinghy. Uh, perhaps. Uh, one says so many things to oneself. Well, now we might enjoy this evening's entertainment, shall we? But if you have an escape dinghy, we can... Please, please, everyone. Time is of the essence now. Do sit down. Come on. All right. Sit down, everyone. Be careful, Mr. Scepter. Thank you very much. Well, there we are. Everyone sitting comfortably? Yes. What are we supposed to be looking at? What? Oh, yes, over there. See it? See what? I don't see anything. There's just the empty horizon. Uh, above the horizon, see? The sun? Yes, yes. Now watch this. This is amazing. Look, look, there it goes. Watch. Oh, oh, the sun is setting below the horizon. Actually, it is the asteroid which rotates on its axis. Yes, Ron, we know. Uh, Prince, about this escape thing. Oh, uh, look at the colors. Uh, See? Oh, how beautiful. Orange and red and pink. It's, oh, it's lovely. Yes, yes, so, so wonderful. And, oh, there it goes, down, down over the horizon. Oh, <laughs> Simply wonderful, yes. Now, if we all pick up our chairs and quickly move forward. What? Uh, come along now, quickly. Oh, well, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Why? Why are we all rushing forward with our chairs? Uh, do you see another? Quickly now. Another what? Well, another sunset. Ah, uh, uh, here. Oh. This is far enough. Now, see? Okay, sit down, everyone. Oh, my goodness, look, there's the sun again. It's back up, just over the horizon. How did it get back up there? The circumference of the asteroid is so small, it is possible to keep abreast of its rotations. Amazing, look at those colors. Oh, here it comes. Oh, this is even better. Oh, look at that. The hydrocarbons in the atmosphere create infinite color permutations. Oh, this is so romantic. Isn't it just? Yes. Prince, about this escape dinghy, do you think we could... Oh, and down, down, down it goes. Ah, yes. Now, pick up your chairs, everyone. We can see another. Oh, all right. No! Stay put, everyone. Is something wrong, Captain? Don't you like sunsets? You know, we could rush the other way and watch sunrises if you prefer. No, no. We're not here to watch sunsets or sunrises. We need to get off this asteroid. Now, you said you have an escape dinghy. Did one say that? You did, Prince. Can we use it to escape? Oh, well, certainly. Um, well, one must find it first. Let's see, in my waistcoat pocket, let's see. Um, ah, ah, here it is. <laughs> the inflatable escape dinghy. Now, what does it say here? Ah, yes. For optimal escape velocity, inflate to 4 trillion PSI. Hmm. Anyone know what this PSI business is? It stands for pounds per square inch. Four trillion PSI? Rom, can you take that kind of pressure? Yes, Captain. My bathysphere torso is capable of generating over 60 hypertons of atmospheric pressure. Is that enough? That's the equivalent pressure of sitting for 18, leaving cert exams. Oh, that's enough. Then inflate this dinghy. Yes, Captain. Just insert my inflation hose into the dinghy's valve. Should we be watching this? Now, I reverse the polarity of my Hoover function and uh, activate. It's working! Yes, it's it's inflating! Wow, look! It's a mini spaceship! Inflation complete, Captain. Good job, Rom. <clears throat> yes, uh, congratulations, my android. Uh, jolly good. Prince, 
On behalf of myself and my crew, we cannot thank you enough. Yes, well, one does try, you know. Let's get aboard, everyone. Quickly climb in, everyone. You will call again, won't you? Sunsets are most lovely when shared. Oh, that is a beautiful thing to say. Yes. Well, bon voyage. Goodbye. Bye. Engine on. Engine activated. Ready for liftoff. Whenever you're ready, Ron. Initiating liftoff. And so, Captain Sane and her crew leave behind the strange prince on his tiny asteroid and go in search of the pirate Big Jim Chancer and the mutinous crew of expendable characters. Come hell, high water, and even poor audience figures, Captain Sane has dedicated herself to one thing. We must get back our ship! On and on our heroes travel through the wastes of space, with Captain Sane leading them on, until, after many days in the dinghy... Look! It's a planet! Oh, you were right, Captain. The pirate's trail of beer tins has led us right to them. Stop engine! All stop! Rom, scan the surface. Captain, my scanner has detected our ship, the starship Amadon, on a sandy beach on a tropical island in the planet's southern sea. There are scores of life forms pulsating in a rhythmic manner nearby. Bodies pulsating in a rhythmic manner? That can only mean one thing. It can mean a few things, actually. <laughs> yes. Hmm. Well, well, in any event, they're off guard. Rom, can you get us up close without being detected? Yes, Captain. Then do it. Pulsing engine now. With this trajectory, we should land one kilometer away in a secluded cove. Planets, atmosphere, brace yourselves, fasten your seatbelts, put your trays in the upright position. Landing on the planet, Captain Sane leads Rom, Disco, and Hopes through the thick tropical jungle until they come upon an idyllic village full of native girls with flowers in their hair and bronzed, muscular men. And there, dancing and cavorting in this paradise, they spy the pirate Big Jim Chancer and his mutinous gang of expendable characters. Over there in the village, they're having a wild party. Everyone is dancing. Yes, and there's our ship. Hey, there's Big Jim Chancer, and he's got my shirt. Hey, Chancer, give me back my shirt, you pirate! Shh, get down, Mr. Hoax. We don't want to give ourselves away. But he's got my shirt. Oh, shut up. Somehow we have to sneak past them all and get to our ship. Wait, Big Jim is saying something. Quiet, please! Quiet now, quiet! If I could just have everyone's attention for a moment, thank you. 
as we go into day 29 of our non-stop party here on Pleasure Island. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And continue to enjoy our eternal rave of wild, hedonistic pleasure under this gorgeous sun. I have just a couple of announcements. <coughs> More beer! <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, just a second, polynomial, my trusty parrot. Mary Elizabeth, where was I? Uh, e e eternal pleasure, uh, hedonistic pleasure, sir. Oh, yes, that's right. Uh, <coughs> yes, yes. <laughs> no, uh, uh, calm down, calm down. Now, it's time for our daily swimsuit competition. Oh. Oh, now, come on, guys. We can't have a beach party without a swimsuit competition. Oh. Well, in fairness, a great deal of effort goes into making these swimsuits. It's boring. Well, all right, you have a better idea, then. Uh, Big Jim, why don't we have people actually wear the swimsuits? <laughs> what? Yeah, put people in the togs. Yeah, that's right. But, Mary Elizabeth, we don't wear swimsuits. We've never worn bourgeois swimsuits. We don't wear anything. We just have flowers in our hair. We're free now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all right, all right, we'll put it to a vote. All those in favor of putting on swimsuits, form a conga lion over there. Those opposed... Over here, whichever conga line stops dancing first, loses. Ready? Music, Mr. DJ. Everybody sing now! Look, they're all going conga crazy! This is our chance. When the conga line moves past, we'll jump out and join the end of the line. Then, when it passes by our ship, we'll make a dash for it. Right. First, just let me get out of these clothes. Oh, oh, oh my God! What are you doing, Mr. Hook? He's going native. You want us to blend in, don't you? I mean, they're not wearing anything. Oh, right. Uh, Hooks is right. Let's, uh... Let's blend in, everyone. All right, I don't uh, know. If you could just this undo this for me here. Not that Okay, pass me those flowers. Will you, Disco? Oh, here you are, Captain. Oh, oh that's lovely. Oh, thank you. Uh, what about me? Rom. Oh, I have an idea. Just retract your arms and head. Yes, Captain. How's this? Oh, that's good. Hoax, you carry Rom over your shoulder and pretend he's a beer keg. Okay, here comes the line. Ready, everyone? Let's conga! The conga line is slowly making its way towards the ship. Wow! Look at all those native girls. Some with flowers, some without flowers. Don't me, Mr. Hoax. Relax, Rom. Just act like a beer keg and keep still. Oh, wow. Hey, puffed out muscle dude. You talking to me, beautiful native girl? Hey, nice flower. Nice muscles. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I work out. Yeah, I see that. What's that you're carrying on your shoulder? Oh, this? This is just a beer keg. It looks totally weird. Very weird. Say, what are you doing after this? Oh, I don't know. I never think about the future, man. Right now, I'm thirsty. Oh, how about we open that keg of yours? I, I would, but I, I don't think you'd like the taste of this. It's too, it's too weird. Oh, come on, dude. We share everything, remember? I'd love to help you share everything. I really, really oh, would. Oh, you need to chill out, dude. Here, let me massage your ego. Oh, oh, oh well, that's the biggest uh, ego oh, I've ever seen. Oh, oh. Hey, oh it's hey, very hey, overinflated. Oh, hey, hey, let go of that. Oh, 
Oh, careful, careful, or you'll open the... Oh, Release valve! Warning, warning, hydraulic valve open. Hey, dude, this isn't a spear keg. This is a robot. Yeah, well, well, Captain, we have a bit of a problem back here. Not now, Hoax. We're coming up to the ship. Get ready to run. <laughs> Captain Shane! Captain Shane! What? What is it, Polly? No, <laughs> Insane, disco, hoax, and there's Rom. Ah, you've wet yourself, Rom. I am in a puddle of my own hydraulic fluid. <laughs> oh, dry yourself off, Rom. Oh, here, use my thong. Thank you, Mr. Disco. Comrades, beach bunnies, surfer dudes, and other revelers here on Pleasure Island. Look, Captain Sane has come to destroy our anarchic freedom. No, that's not true. She's lying. All we want is our ship. And to force all of us expendable characters back into a life of ill-fated adventures where we face constant drudgery, few speaking parts, and certain death. No, you can all stay here. She wants to deny us the... Wait, did you just say we can stay? Yes, any expendable character wishing to stay can do so. Okay. Any expendable character who wants to go with Captain Sane, speak up now. Who wants to remain here and keep partying? <laughs> there you are, Captain Sane. The expendable characters have expressed their democratic will. Pleasure Island! Yes, you take the ship and we'll stay here and continue to delight in unbridled pleasure. Somehow, I don't think it can go on for long. Sure it will, Captain. That's what this place is all about. It's Eden, paradise. Humankind is not meant for so much pleasure. Uh, then why do I have this? Oh, that's nice. Oh. <laughs> Put that away. <clears throat> uh, yes, uh, well, uh, Mary Elizabeth is right, Captain. Take your ship and abandon us to our fate. Isn't that what us expendable characters are for, anyway? Just think of it as more expendable characters that you've expended. But... But it's not fair. Well, that's just how it is. But shouldn't the plants all turn out to be poisonous? Nope. Or there's a bunch of cannibals waiting to jump out and eat you one by one. No, nothing like that. Or it's all just an illusion and really you're all strapped into chairs somewhere with a bunch of electrodes stuck in your brain. Oh, no, it's all real. I don't understand. Why do you pirates get a turn up pleasure while, while we have to struggle through more adventures? Sorry, Captain. A deal's a deal. Surely there must be some directive or protocol about fairness or something. Oh, yes. It's all in the Adam's second axiom of surreal consistency. Big Jim is correct, Captain. The Adam's second axiom of surreal consistency states that surreal worlds may defy any conventional dramatic laws of natural justice, providing they are logically consistent within themselves. You see, Captain... Consistent within themselves. It may not seem fair, but here on Pleasure Island, eternal pleasure is universal and consistent. So we get more tension, conflict, and hair-raising adventures. And we get eternal happiness. Well, bye-bye. Everyone say goodbye, Captain Sane. Goodbye, Captain Sane. Oh, uh, Captain, 
Yes. You might want to put your clothes on before you leave. Oh. Yes. Yes. Hey, you still have my puffy sleeved shirt. Give it back. Oh, all right, all right. Here, Mr. Hoax, take your shirt back. I don't need it anyway. My shirt. Hey, where's that girl with the flowers? Hey, look at me now, girl with the flowers. Hey, look at me now. Look at me now. Look at me now. And so Big Jim Chancer and his mutineers exit from our adventures, willingly expending themselves forever on Pleasure Island, while Captain Sane and her crew blast off for more astro-comic adventures in Big Big Space! Stay tuned for our radio signals next week. Same time, same place. Hi, I'm Tag Announcer, and you've been listening to the Crazy Dog Audio Theater's Astro-Comic Adventures in Big Big Space, written by Roger Gregg and performed live in the Royal Marine Hotel. Crazy Dog Audio Theater features the talents of Morgan Jones, Dana Davis, David Murray, Dermot McGinnis, Peter O'Kennedy, Kleena Quinlan, and Roger Gregg. Our producer is Tim Lehan. For more information on Crazy Dog's international award-winning productions, visit us at www.crazydogaudiotheater.com. And that was Big Big Space by Crazy Dog Audio Theater, crazydogaudiotheater.com, theater R-E, as the Irish are wont to spell it. Um, you can check out all sorts of stuff about their previous productions there. Uh, we also have a deep archive of Crazy Dog Audio Theater productions at the Radio Drama Revival site at radiodramarevival.com. Uh, while you're there, over 250 hours of archives um, going back to the very earliest days of the show. Uh, we're now in our sixth year. You can learn about the latest in audio drama news. You can follow us on Twitter, hit up at Radio Drama, search Facebook for Radio Drama Revival. We've got a page there. We're on Stitcher, search for Radio Drama on iTunes. Also search for Radio Drama. You'll be able to find us pretty easily. Uh, if you're so moved, please do leave a review, share with your friends, um, talk about what you like, and uh, keep this audio drama thing doing it. As we say, we do it as a labor of love. Um, and that is a wrap for this week. Radio Drum Rival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalge, copyrighted for individual shows. Remains that are original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you like. Radio Drum Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM. That is Southern Maine's Community Radio. This podcast at RadioDramaRevival.com's Labor of Love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week. Mm-hmm.